We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the legalization of sports gambling, the Western and Eastern NBA Conference Finals of Spitball, and the lottery. So stay tuned. Did this shit my whole life. And we're back. <laughs> What's good, guys? That one took me out of my seat. Word. It smells good as fuck in here. Shout oh, yeah. My candle. Is that Coconut Beach? Fuck yeah, it's Coconut Beach. It's my shit. I was just listening to the, the last pod on the way over here. Talking about Coconut Beach. Coconut Beach is again. my shit, dude. I'm not going to lie, though. <laughs> it's mad hot outside. I walked in here. There's a candle. I'm like, yo, what? What world are you living Boss in? Boss is looking for the remote for the there. The candle's not giving off any heat. Yes, it does. Honestly, you're wild. It is fucking brick in here. Well, now it is because the air you see has been Yo, out. Yo, that's why I went and grabbed the hoodie. Yeah, you guys got hoodies on. Yeah. I'm out here in a t-shirt. Well, this shit hits me right square in the back. It's like the most powerful air conditioning of all time. We could turn that on. Cold nice, like Tim's nice, takes. Nice. Oh, Ooh, nah. Oh, no. Never a cold never take cold. out of these never cold. <laughs> lips. Yeah, never that. Um, anyway, uh, Nick, your birthday came early, I guess. <clears throat> your birthday... And the next 10 Christmases came early for Nick. <laughs> and also my uh, 2018 bold prediction, which Ooh, was also 17, 15, well, 16, yeah. 14. Every year, every year for like a decade now, I've been saying, uh, yeah, sports betting. I feel like, I feel like congratulations. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations are in order. Yeah. Congratulations for all of us. All this, of is a, this is a good. Nick has been wanting this for a long time. I'm excited and not excited. He's been yeah, telling yeah, us yeah, that exactly. this is going to happen for a long time. And it, ha- and it, it happened. I've been telling my family, not my family, but I'm not. <laughs> nah. Sit him down, guys. No, I'm just like, yo, I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is dope. It's like, well, don't become a degenerate. That's the first thing they said. Yeah, did, I know. You, did you say too late? Nah, it's like, that's why, that's why, this is why it's good news like and bad news. It's good advice. It's good advice, but, you know. That's what my mom said. She was like, oh, at least now you could, you know, you can't lose what you don't have. 
right? Because that's that's you can't go to Vegas and be oh. like, yo, let me get credit, five hundred bucks. It's like nah. nah. Yeah, you got to pay up now. No money. How I say in fantasy, no money, no team. No money, no bet. See, that's why everyone's worried about bookies and how are bookies going to survive. Bookies are going to be just fine because bookies are still going to be the people who are giving best to the people who don't have the money yet. Yeah. That they're, too, but they're also going to offer better lines. Yeah. Or better prices. So right away, for those of you wondering what your bookie is going to do. They might thrive, yo. They might. So an example is, say uh, a casino is offering, or a sports book, now that it's legal, is offering you minus seven. On the Pats against the Jets, right? The bookie might give you minus six, minus six and a half. For the same price, man. For the same price. Or even give you a better price. So instead of the, the, the Vegas standard and the casino standard is minus 110. That's the vig, that's the juice, that's how Vegas makes its money. Even when you win, you're still not getting, you're, you're still risking more than you're getting. So that minus 110 that the casino might offer, your bookie might give you minus 105. So you save $5 there on a $100 wager. So there's ways that they can maneuver around it. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. I'm actually, now you're talking about Vegas, I was thinking about that because I'm down Vig this week. I had a nice bet yesterday. But uh, <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm excited. Like just, it's crazy because the casinos, it'll be interesting to see how states regulate it. Like in New York, because there's no casinos here. There's no live table action. So it might just be strictly apps. Who knows? Like it, it, there's still like a ton of work that needs to be banged out. But so far, like New Jersey, there's a, like a handful, a handful of states that already have it, their laws in place. So New Jersey's New been Jersey's ready to go. right down the road, fellas. New Jersey's been ready to go since like 2014. I remember the last time we were in Borgata. I don't know if it was you or Eric. They're like, yo, right next to the bingo room, there's a huge ass space. Like, yo, there, there's nothing in there. Like, yo, it's gonna be the sports book. And I was like, yo, it makes 100 percent sense. They, they have games in Vegas that you could bet spreads. Just like you're not allowed to to bet any money. And if you hit all the spreads. Then you can go on to some kind of they give you like credits or something like that. So you can technically gamble on sports already in in, in not in um AC. Oh in AC. It's like I was gonna say no real money. Bro, I was so so it, in AC they have something similar to the super contest us two wanna do, boss. Where in the super contest in Vegas is the biggest handicapping tournament in the world when it comes to football football picks, fifteen hundred dollar entry, first place is like over last year was close to one point five million dollars. And you pick five games against the spread. What the thing in AC offers, and it's always been something you could do, it's a, it's a set amount. I don't know what the set amount is, but you pick all the games against the spread. And then the Monday Night Football game is the tiebreaker. You got to give a correct score. Or you give a game total. So say the say Tim says 28-20 um, Atlanta over the Saints. Your Never. score Never. Your score is 48 points, right, combined. And you have Atlanta winning. So... Tim needs to get Atlanta to win first, and then the tiebreaker will be who's closest to 48. So I was I was like the pick and pull I was in this year. It was yeah. all games, but Monday Night Football, similar to what you just said, was worth two points. So instead, they kept a point total on the side. Every pick you pick correctly, you got one point, and Monday Night Football was two points. So if there was a tied record at the end of the season, like it would just go by points. If you pick the most primetime games correct, nice. you just win by default. And I was almost in that situation because if we would have – I won the, the – the whatever the group the pool by one game i had one more win and if i would have if we would have been tied he would have won because he had more points than me damn nice sucks but so yo, super contest so what happened with this ruling is now it's legal in the u.s now every state is going to be able to set their own rules and regulations for it so for example new jersey they might say now i don't know if this is entirely true because they're still ironing out the details but they might say joe you want to go and bet you got to physically go to the casino. You got to physically go to a sports book. 
Delaware might be like, yo, you can only bet through the app. We have an app. Uh, I was going to say Philly. Pennsylvania might be like, yo, you could do both, right? So every state is going to be able to make their own rules. And then also the big thing that people are worried about is how are all these casino chains going to react to certain line movements? Mm. That, so that also brings up another question in my head because, like you're saying, all these states are getting involved. But Vegas, Nevada in general, is known for being the place that you could bet at. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens to Vegas? So I don't think anything happens to Vegas. Um, sure, maybe the guy that usually goes in October from New York isn't going to go now. But Vegas is all about the experience, right? Yo. I think I think the sports betting is probably 10% of it. You got pool parties. You got clubs. top of the line women, top of the line strip clubs. Uh, top of the line pool parties everything top of the line restaurants everything restaurants too shout out gordon ramsay um everything there is top of the line so the sports betting is about 10 percent of the experience yo every time we've gone to vegas we go in the summertime i think i've made three sports bets in the four times i've been there that's probably a lie he made three sports (laughs) bets alone when the world cup the euro cup was on you're right that is a lie yeah and a couple of baseball <laughs> parties. but anyway like yo that i'm not making a bet every single day though is what i'm saying not yet yo, yeah, you know yeah, what i did right. know what i did do though we'd i'd wake up like nine in the morning i'd go down to the sports book and check the lines for the day i'd place my bets and put my tickets up in the safe and just go about my day and check them later i remember one time a couple uh, two years ago we went to vegas i i yo i got mad drunk i forgot what club we're at i was mad hungover i was throwing up i texted nick i'm like yo by the way this is also like five in the afternoon yeah <laughs> <laughs> i sent him a picture of my ticket i was like yo can you just check if this hit for me he goes yo it hit it was like a three-team parlay he's like yo it hit cash out i was like yo tomorrow i'm going back to, I'm going back to bed <laughs> so please that's all i wanted to know so a lot of people are wondering what happens to vegas right and uh for you guys to understand vegas joe you ready for this Oh, no. Vegas is WrestleMania, mm. right? WrestleMania is goes. the big event. It's the one thing you need to go to if you're a wrestling fan, right? If you're a sports betting fan, Vegas is always going to be Vegas, right? You ultimate. can go, yeah, you can go to Backlash pay per view. You could go to a Monday Night Raw. It's not the same. You're going to get your fix in, but the real thing, Vegas is WrestleMania. Vegas is Disney World. Vegas is where you need to go if you're if you're into sports betting. And I imagine that like all the sports books that are going to be built or whatever aren't going to be as cool as the ones there. Oh like, no, those are fire and they're they're gigantic. Like it's just it's you awesome. could spend the day in the sports book in Vegas. Yeah, I'm I mean like, we do. Yeah. The last day, I was like, yo, I'm not moving from here. I'm just going to sit here, <laughs> watch sports, and not fucking do anything. But Some the- guy was smoking a cigar next to me. I almost threw up. I had to move my seat. I'm like, yo, please just get this fuck away from me. Can't have anything. The the cool thing about all this is that it creates new talking points, right? Tim, I had you on DB sure, a, sure. a couple months ago when we were breaking down baseball. And halfway through the show, you're like, yo, this is dope. You're looking at baseball and MVP odds and home run leaders from a different perspective. Because it's like, yeah, Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. But is he going to lead the league in home runs? Nah, I like this guy at 25 to 1. I think he could do it. He had 40 jacks the year before. So it just creates different talking points. I could just... You know, this whole time, baseball isn't my number one sport that I cover. I don't watch it all the time. I watch it during the playoffs a lot. But it's like I can have a conversation with him because I use the betting stuff in it. I'm like, yo, the Red Sox are really going to be five games better than the Mets? Like, why? Why is that? So it just creates new conversations when, you, when you're breaking down sports. For sure, for sure. Even like under, like, like you said, just win totals, everything. It's going to be all- very interesting. To see. And the the biggest talking point is everyone's coming out. All the people that are anti uh, this going through are like, oh, the integrity of the game, the integrity, what's going to happen? People are going to throw the games. 
So here's the thing. Let me give you guys a history lesson. Remember Tim Donahue? Yeah. The oh, NBA yeah. Referee? Do you know what's you... funny? You remember Cannoli? Uh, Adam Cannoli, our, our, the guy who listens to us, VMOG. Oh, yeah, bro. He, from... just, oh, yeah. he just texted us, and he's like, how did you guys leave the 2002 Sacramento Kings off that best team to never win championship list? And that was that was him. That was Donahue. He's the reason. Yeah, so so Donahue, if you guys remember, about a 10, 15 years ago, he was he was caught throwing games. Right, he would influence the lines, and you can't do that, especially when you're the referee. You're, you're the head referee. Do you know who found him? Vegas. Vegas is the one that protects the integrity of the game because Vegas wants to make money. Yeah, they don't have no team. Well, I mean, they have the Vegas Knights now, but even that, you know, Vegas don't want the Vegas Knights to win because mad people have five hundred, six hundred to one tickets on them. They're gonna get uh, their asshole is gonna get penetrated. Yeah. So they can't. They don't want that. So they have no bias. So Vegas called the feds and they were like, "Yo, man, these games are the fishy. How come they're up fifteen with two minutes left and then they end up winning by three every time? This guy's the referee. It makes no sense." So Vegas and now what's gonna happen? Now that it's now that there's gonna be rules and regulations, every state's gonna be able to monitor these things. So North Carolina will be able to watch the Tar Heels game. And they'll be able to call the feds and be like, yo, man, something fishy's going on with that point guard. Or something's fishy going on with this team. Your bookie can't call them. Yeah. What is the bookie going to say? He's going to call them and be like, hey, man. Uh, <laughs> I got these, this illegal thing I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, so, so so, what's your job? Oh, I'm a, I'm a bookie. Boop, yeah. boop. Pull over, asshole. You know, like you can't do that. Now you're going to have the states are going to be able to chime in too. And that's, that's how the integrity of the game is going to be protected. I also think that like... Anyone who's going to argue about the integrity of the game, it's like, dude, everyone bets anyway. Like this, it just, no one's not, you can't, everyone has a bookie is what I'm trying to say. Like it'd be like if legalized weed throughout the U.S., everyone's going to be like, oh my God, everyone's going to be more lazy. It's like, dude, everyone smokes weed anyway. What do you mean? Yeah. It's like, it's the same fucking thing. There was a couple polls because a lot of people are talking about that, the weed argument and and the sports betting. Uh, uh, Two polls from the Wall Street Journal, 75% of people 18 to 35 smoke weed in the United States. How many percent? 75%. Jesus Christ. And and they say roughly, I saw three different sources, 150 to 400 billion dollar industry sports betting. Vegas accounts for 5% of that handle. I think this is a hot take, I don't know if it is. If you're a sports fan, you've made a bet. Oh yeah. Even if you're betting with, if, even if I'm betting with Tim, we made bets on the show with right. each other. Like and exactly, and, or even if you're like buying your Super Bowl box from your from it's your a bet. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's even a bet. if you're, you're like gambling. Yo, they they estimated like a ridiculous amount of money on the Gatorade color, and that's one of the favorite things that we do. We just like to bet on the Gatorade color. It just gives you some skin in the game where otherwise you wouldn't have skin in it. And it look, you're either gonna root for your favorite team. Everyone knows when you're watching a game just to watch it, it's a different experience than if you're a fan. Of course. And then all of a sudden you turn yourself into a fan for a little while. You got to think too that gambling or, you know, wagers improves ratings. I was just thinking the NFL has been, the NFL is the biggest hypocrite because they're anti-betting, but betting has made the NFL the juggernaut that it is. And I always bring up this story how 42-0 Thursday night football game, it's the Falcons and the Bucks. The over was, I think, 46 or 47 points on a garbage touchdown to Mike Evans. My mom comes downstairs. She's like, yo, why are you watching this game? Oh, your fantasy team. Or did you bet the over or some shit? Bam. Right? It's like, bam. Why else, am I, why else am I watching the Jaguars and the Titans if I'm not a fan of that team on Thursday night? It's fantasy has to do with it. That's helped the growth of, of the NFL and, and, the, and the betting. 
Sure. Or, or if you're a super fan, like there are super fans out there. There are people who are going to watch it, but I would say it's it's the majority. It's just the betting. It's the betting and the fantasy. Right. I was, what, if what? I didn't have a podcast and I didn't have to know about all the things that I need to know about, like that go on in the Thursday night game, I would watch them pretty sparingly, I think. If I'm not betting on them or I don't have yeah. a fantasy player. Let's also not pretend that like these leagues are going to get a cut. Like Adam Silver is the biggest, has been the biggest advocate, like, you know, commissioner of a league. Yeah. For sports betting. Like he's pro I mean, sports betting. So, y- y- you know, he won me over right away when he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I want to get this. I was like, dude, it's my guy. So, he, <laughs> yeah, you've been yeah. on my life. But you got to know, too, they're like all these, these organizations or, you know, these leagues are going to have their hand in it in terms of like getting a percentage of it, of bets. Even if it's like the 1% or less than 1%, they're going to want a cut of all bets that are placed. Dude, less than 1% is probably bad money. Think about yeah. it. $400 billion industry. But, the, but the, I'm just going back yeah, to the integrity yeah. of the game. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, you can. Because that would, it would, might, it might call into question the integrity of the game. Especially if you want to talk about college, you could bet on college sports now, you know, countrywide. How many guys are going to, like you said, throw games or something? Like, you could, it's so easy to throw a college kid money and say, here, I got big money on this game. Can you throw this well, the game? Famous, That's where it's going to get interesting. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they're not getting money. so The it, famous, there's a 30 for 30 on it. One of the, right. the biggest stories is the Boston College right. team. But then even like Josh Hart of the Lakers now, played for Villanova for four years. He tweeted, he's like, yo, you can bet on these college teams worldwide, but these guys aren't getting paid. He's like, that's got to change. There's something wrong with that. I and think this will like expedite that process that you're talking about. Interesting. I think it has to because if anyone could get bribed, it has to be the college kid. Yeah. Of course. I've, I've talked They're about this. They're the most this. susceptible. You I've, have to pay them now to protect the integrity dude, of the game. Right. And this goes back to Nick's classic example of the Chris Paul throwing it. Like he always yeah, I was going to like, bring that up. Yeah. You're not going to go up to Chris Paul and be like, yo, here's 100K. I need you to cover. Chris Paul's going to be like, dude, I make $25 million a year just off my what the Rockets pay me. Yeah. Plus I mean, endorsements and State Farm and whatever else he's about. All these college kids like, get out of my face. Clothing and Nike brand for. Especially like BC versus Fordham. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, not even like these high schools, but like the other ones that people are betting on. Well, constantly. here's the thing: those it, are good examples, like Fordham, Rutgers, all these local schools. Where in New Jersey, where it's legal now, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, here, yo, I got, I got the fucking the, the point the guard. For, yeah, just yo, missed a couple shots. So here's the thing: why is it always those small schools? Because Duke, Ohio State, Michigan, they're on TV every single day. Every game of theirs is on TV. The Fordham Rutgers game. Unless you have the Big Ten network, you're not going to get that shit. Where are you going to watch that? I used yeah. to cover Fordham basketball for a website. And I used to go to every game. And I used to go there and, and see. like They pack out the house. Don't get me wrong. But it's a very small house. And there's limited media there. And really no one's kind of paying attention to, to any of the exterior. There's, everyone's there to write their article and go home. Because if you're writing... If you're writing Girls about Fordham, you're you're doing you're not doing it because you're getting paid a million dollars a year. You know what I mean? So, and all the all the people there are alumni or students, and no one's no one's watching for this shit. So it's it's I could see it easily being a problem. Yeah, that's gonna be a problem in college. And and also I have an issue when people call it gambling. Uh, it could be because I'm I have a bro. It's not. I think it's. I think betting and gambling is completely different. I think betting is understanding the markets, understanding the value in certain teams. But I not think gambling, everyone. Not everyone. Interesting. Sure, who, but who, I think... Who bet... Not everyone who gambles bets. But not Wait, everyone what? who bets gambles. Bets gambles. Yes, yes, they do. Well, do you... Th- because do you it's still a gamble, do you like... Do stock market gambling? 
Yeah. Because yeah. if you consider the stock market gambling, then I think betting's gambling. But if you don't, then Nick's got a point. Technically, <laughs> no, but no, but technically, the stock market isn't gambling because for the most, like for 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 all of time, as long as you leave your money in there, you're gonna make money. But That's handicapping, yes, it is. Even if it goes down, you leave it in there. It'll eventually make money. Nah. Yes, it will. As a person who had who invested in a stock when it was worth a dollar sixty, and now it's at less than a cent. Well, I'm not talking about some random. I'm not talking about some random company that'll go bankrupt. It's okay. Whatever. I deserve to be I'm laughed laughing at. at the take. Like I think you're wrong. Dog, I'm not. I've, lo- I'm not I've wrong. lost money worse. Don't worry. You can't lose the mo- you. It, you can't lose money you haven't already spent. But that's not what I'm talking about. You're talking about the exception of like uh, gambling on some random company that could go bankrupt or whatever. But if in if you have your money in these companies that are like. Well, fucking Pepsi, McDonald's, all yeah, Apple, but you whatever. also need like what three hundred? There's like three hundred dollars of stock or some shit. Like, but I'm saying, ones, like yeah. the yeah. stock market, the points are they always go up? They always go up for all of time. Eventually, I don't know, man. Up. I work in uh, I work in Midtown. Yeah. I see some people bugging out some days. There's a, that's because you can lose. You could bet a hundred. You could have a hundred thousand dollars in the market swings. and it get down to twenty thousand. <laughs> but if you leave it in there for forty years, you're gonna make more than you put in. It's just, that's just how it goes. Ah, but yo, I'm gonna you, have to challenge you on that, man. That's what if fine. the company? What if the company put forty thousand dollars and goes uh, upside down bankrupt? That's not what I'm talking about, though. You're talking about random companies. That is what you're talking about. No, I'm not. That's I'm not talking about random market, companies. Right. Well, well, Blockbuster was one of the biggest stocks you could own, and now they fucking Blockbuster was one of the biggest stocks you can own. Yo, think about how big Blockbuster was in the '90s and in the '80s. It's, it was. It huge. was the only place you can get movies. I remember I used to go to Blockbuster with my parents, and it was an event. Yeah, Friday they night. Used, Friday yeah. nights, yo. They used to sell toys there. I, I got a. I still video have video games. You know how many games? Yeah, I video games. But they, I still have a Michael but, Jordan but doll that I got there. You're misinterpreting squad. what I'm saying. When you put money into the stock market, you don't put it into one stock. You diversify your profile. You put it across many things. Diversifies a bar and it's portfolio. That's, That's what a I said. Bar too. Said profile. That's okay. Oh, portfolio. I guess close. I missed one O. <laughs> but yo, <Yeah>. look, <laughs> profilio. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it, right? The lottery's always been legal all these years, all these states. And that's a gamble. That's a gamble, right? But with betting, if you do some research, you could pick fifty five percent of your your picks correctly. Nah, it gives you a better percentage of hitting. Yeah, but the game's still like the outcome is still. Look, man, yo, Nick, no, but you could the do, fact that it was illegal and the lottery was uh, illegal and the lottery was legal is the biggest shame. But I could do I could do research on the Colts and the Texans game, and I can understand like, yo, this team is whack against the run, but this team is is the number one rush team, and like, there's different ways that you can handicap that. Whereas, no matter how much time I spend, I don't know what five numbers are gonna pop up in the take five. And but, there's new, and right, there's, right, and there's here's proof sitting right next to us, Nick. Like, you don't have any extra resource than the person listening to us right now on no, how to yeah. make your picks but you pick 65% 70% some years that's just because you put in the work yeah that's what I'm saying and, and that's it, how it is that's how it is that's not necessarily true like, if you put in the time you'll you'll win in no one ever wins it, there's a select. All right, nah, there's, there's a select enough suckers to talk to about there's this. enough suckers <laughs> in the world to make up for the people there's a who ton of suckers the, the sharks I mean the, the sharps the sharps the sharps are the winner all right yeah, the sharps Last thing before we wrap. There really is no winning in in game. There really isn't. (laughs) Because even when you win big, it's like, all right, now I got money to fuck with. Oh, so so all right. So, but when I say that, it's like, oh, you're an idiot. No, because you are the wrong person. Because like I said, boss could sit down at a table with one dollar, win a hundred thousand, and he goes, "Yo, I got ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars to fuck with," and he'll bet it all. Hundred percent. It's like it's not my money. I mean, we just talked about this with the the chip of if someone walked up to you, was it twenty five k chip? Yeah. 
Like, dude. Yeah, but you would drop it on black. The rest of us would go get them cashed out for nah, 10000 yeah. and spend the rest. Nah, Fuck nah, that nah. shit. But, yo. yo la- live a little. Live a little. <laughs> a little. <laughs> yo. Um, <laughs> Fuck that. It can, be, it can be a fun way to experience games. It can be a fun way to, you know, a random Padres-Braves game at 1 o'clock. You ain't doing that, shit on a Thursday. That's the best part about, like, gambling on the East Coast as opposed to the West Coast because... When you're on the West Coast, games are over by 10 o'clock. Mm. Here, you could stay out till like 1 in the morning and then go out to the club or go out to the bar after. I don't think for the rest of my life I'll ever go to a sporting event without like putting money on the game. No, I will. Yo, it's worked in Europe all these years. You could literally, before you go into a soccer game, could stop at like a kiosk outside and put in a bet and then go cash it out after. I think five minutes after the ending of the game, you're allowed to cash in your ticket. That's so fun. And for all of you that might... Might think that this is easy. Good luck picking games. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Like you can't. Yeah, but you need to put in. You need to, you put, need to put in, in the, the time. Work, it's it's of course, no different. Anything, what, the difference is you, you haven't you gotten not, better at your picks over the years. Still not in the green. <laughs> yeah, but no, you're not no, as but, bad as what you were. What, 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 what Nick is not. trying to say is that you could pick football games better than your mom can. Because she doesn't fucking know anything. So she's just picking random right, things. But, that but you're a little smarter with knowing certain things. So it, it gives you, can, you an, an you edge. You can gain an edge. As opposed to there you and your mom. There is no edge. edge. Right. Slim but edge. it's still an edge. Right. It's not that. As you can't gain an, 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 an edge slim. playing the pick five. Pick right. five right, right. Yeah. Raw, that I agree with. That's Or like that's roulette a, I can't or some shit. You doubt know what I'm saying? Like. Yo, roulette. I have, every, I have so many friends that all think they have the, the roulette Yeah, strategy. you're sitting next to one. No, no, I thought nah, it, 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 worked, it worked the one year. Great story. <laughs> the one year, it was dope. Great story about the one year. roulette strategy. We're in AC with Cowboy Cerrone and Jared. Yeah. And Eric goes, we're, we're banged up at that point. But Eric goes, yo, Cowboy, I got this roulette strategy down pat. He's like, all right, fuck it. I'll throw like $100 or $200 on the table. See what happened. Like two spins later, it was all gone. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's like, <laughs> the, best, the best roulette strategy, one and done. Nah. Remember that time after Jared's fight, we all went to the table. We had like fourteen hundred dollars on the table. No, we had like eight hundred dollars. And then uh, the one kid next to us was like, "Shit, man, I'm riding with y'all." Yeah. And then they hit him. We all bugged out. The entire casino lobby was looking at us. And then we're like, "Yo, one more time." We're like, "No, no, no, let's just go." Let's yeah, just go. yeah, we bounced. That's the best way. <laughs> I went and played blackjack. Made another like two hundred. Especially when you're playing. Marco spilled his glass. Especially on when Yo, you're playing roulette. Blackjack's my game. That's the only thing I've ever won money on ever Yo, in, in casino. I will say this though, even though sports gambling is legal, there's no rush like the spin of a wheel because it's oh over God. in two seconds. I dare Baseball you. or sports, you have to sit there for three hours to know your outcome. Yeah, for the most part. I dare you to go to a roulette table and look away the entire time. Nah, because once you hear the tick, 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 <laughs> your eyes just naturally go to that that round table. No, man. no, no. My I brother, my brother does that, Johnny. He turns around. Turns around. No shot. Watch it. Doesn't watch yeah, it. I can't. That's disgusting. Nah, bro. That ruins like half. I promise the... you. I promise. You know, First of all, I have a heart attack. Yeah, Johnny's a bitch for that. I can't <laughs> stare, stare it down. I'm looking that thing into a, a different. Johnny's slot actually like, like, if I'm going down, I want to see me going that. down. I got respect for that. Yeah, like, right. I can't do that. Um. Anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about some. Never enough about that. Bas- basketball. Mm. Baskies. Uh, in the West, we got a tied. Uh. Series right now. I know Nick, you had Warriors in five or some shit. Warriors in five, yeah. Barkley had Warriors in three after game one. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. <laughs> What's dope that they now it's one one going back home. At least game three and four is gonna matter. It's gonna be interesting because even whoever wins game two, game three is gonna mean uh, game four is gonna mean something. It's not gonna be a, a sweep scenario. And yeah, I mean, I kind of overreacted to game one. Also, I had feelings. I had a vibe of Cleveland and Toronto. 
right? Toronto lost game one in the fashion that they did. Houston spends all year, all offseason, building to beat the Warriors and to get the one seed. And in 48 minutes, bam, home court don't even matter to you anymore. And you got you got pummeled. And the reason why I thought it was a, a game-changing game one, a series-changing game one, excuse me, is because Harden had one of his best games of the season. Yeah. Efficient, dropped 40, did his thing, and they lost. It's like Curry, I think, had 18 points. He had an off day. Yeah. It's like, yo. Curry's been off. He has Curry, Curry had the whole that, start of the series. Curry had that game one where he came back against the Pelicans, and it's been subpar. On so it leads me to believe whether my theory of him, you know, being ready to go for a while is really true because he really might be dinged up still. It you know does. What I'm saying? And it they, looks like it. They were saying that too when he came back that he was still only like eighty percent or seventy five percent. Especially because he relies on his athleticism so much. He's not going to overpower anyone. So he's yeah, gotta of be, course. He's got to be quick and he's got to be nimble and right. he's not. He doesn't have the same explosiveness. But here's the thing: if you're Golden State, right? Do you want KD with Curry at eighty percent, or you want KD with Livingston? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, you always Although, want KD out there. Fun but. fact: Sean Livingston was the highest plus minus of any Warriors player last game. I I think the, my biggest takeaway of this game was twofold. Number one, that uh, the Rockets can beat the Warriors. And number two, they're not going to. Uh, <laughs> I think the, the <laughs> if, if you have games, if you have games when P.J. Tucker mm. outscores the Splash Brothers. Curry and Thompson combined, and when Eric Gordon drops 27 on six of nine three-point shooting, uh, yeah, you're going to win. And you're going to win by handily like they did. I, feel, I totally agree with you. That was one of the things I was going to mention, the P.J. Tucker thing. Eric Gordon, not so much, because Eric Gordon's been doing this for them. And he, he's like a, a Eric, key. He's like a consistent. It's, it's him, Paul, Capella, and Harden. You could pencil in what you're going to get from them game in, game out. I agree. But at the same time, he shot 66% from the three-point line. Oh, yeah, line. for sure. So, like, that's I'm, I'm more toward, toward, towards that kind of efficiency <laughs> out of him, That's that type of... I did like what the Houston, the, the Rockets did. They kind of changed their game plan. Shout out to Mike D'Antoni for being able to uh, shift that way. You saw Capella not get the minutes that he that he did, and it opened up the floor for a, a smaller lineup, and they moved the ball really, really well. They I mean, yeah, but that's going to happen when you have Paul and Harden running the show. Yeah, but it wasn't like that in game one. It was a lot of iso ball in game one. It was, it was something that definitely stuck out as one of the reasons why we all came here and said, yeah, they're done. Right, so I do think that it's possible, but I am not even coming close to making on the fact that the the Warriors will have another game of this nature. I think that if you're if you're banking on that to happen again, then good luck. Yeah, Curry and Thompson were three of twelve from three. <coughs> when is that going to happen? Yeah, I could go three of twelve. I mean, Curry hasn't looked good, like I said, the first two games. So I, it, that could continue to happen on his behalf. Not saying Clay, Clay. I mean, Clay is Clay. He'll show up. You know, just about every game. But I think that everyone overreacted to the Warriors being the Warriors in terms of, like, that second half, like that slow first half where Mm. the Rockets, even though they didn't capitalize, they still were up seven points, I think it was, after game one at halftime. And they fell apart in the second half, and the Warriors took off, and it became more of an iso ball, and James Harden, like, pick and get to the basket. But that game, too, we saw them just, like, put 48 minutes together. The Rockets, you know, stuck to the game plan, like Tim said, that D'Antoni game plan, and they finally put together. They were able to hold off the Warriors, and even though it was most of it was due to P.J. Tucker overperforming and Eric Gordon knocking down, you know, a good percentage of threes, they still held it down for 48 minutes. So that's what could happen 
if the Rockets play those 48 minutes. I think they could make this a series, no doubt. I think they could take one in Golden State. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes goes back to Houston too, too. You know what's watching this series? It, it's a shame that D'Antoni's never won a title because if he had won a title up until this point, people would be talking about him the way they talk about like coaches that change the game because he's been doing this <clears throat> this system that is like flourishing now in the NBA across all the teams. It's what he did in Phoenix. Like he's the OG to the spread him out, give me a point guard with a brain. That's and what it was. I was gonna say with the Knicks, or less. he didn't have the personnel with the Knicks. They were on like he didn't have that yeah, point guard. He didn't have the personnel with the Lakers either. Yet yeah. he was a second seed in the East and won fifty two games. Still, I don't think they. I don't think they were was, two. I think that was Woodson. Oh, that was the year after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But uh, but yeah, like now he's this is this is what D'Antoni's been doing. Like D'Antoni's been doing this his whole career. And then you look at Kerr, right? One of the the big talking points and selling points that he Kerr. had with um. With uh, Bob Myers and, and the organization at the Warriors was, you guys remember the 2014 finals, the Spurs and the Heat? The Spurs beat them in five. It was the cramps when, when yeah, LeBron yeah. had the cramps in one of the games in San Antonio. That was like an all-time passing performance. Like you've never seen ball movement like that ever in, in, in a series. And Kerr told them that our goal is 300 passes per game. And that's why you see a team... One of the reasons why they shoot such high percentage from three is because they have so many wide open looks. There was a picture going around of Clay's like a 48% shooter from three in the playoffs his whole career. And the closest guy was underneath the basket on like a, they did like a switch and they lost them. And it's like, dude, how do you lose Clay of all people? Yeah. Right. So the 300 passes is like the mold for them. And the three games they've lost is playoffs, all less than 300 passes. The game against the, the Pelicans, against the Spurs, and then game two. Hmm. That's why. That's why. And then think about it. We we always go back to Durant going to the Warriors, but you look at Russell Westbrook, right? The style of basketball he plays. How can you not want to play with the Warriors? Yeah, the ball's always moving. You're getting mad open looks, and it was dope to see Durant in Game One be the Durant that everyone fell in love with before him becoming a heel and going to the Warriors. Yeah, he was saying there was that video on House of Highlights. I think it was like, yo, he can't guard me. About Gerald Green, I think was on him. He's like, yo, just keep feeding me the ball. He can't guard me. Man, Kevin Durant is definitely Kevin not, Durant. He's not the people's champion. He's definitely the corporate champion. That's hundred <laughs> percent. That's super attitude era bars. I got me warning. That's right. That's right. The authority. Yeah, but yo, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a fun series, man. If you you know, I think um, it'd be dope to get two two going back to Houston for Game Five. Then it gets interesting. Then it gets super interesting. But That'd be fine. You got to take one on the road first. If yeah. you can steal one on the road, saying. That would be something. Just saying. That would be the most adversity they've faced since that team has come together with KD. But now but now you got to wonder, is, is P.J. Tucker going to shoot like that again on the road? You know, they always say that role players benefit playing at home. And also, he, he shortened his rotation. I think they only played seven guys in game two. That's what you got to do at this point, man. It's like, yo... The Cavs are doing the same shit. I know. I know it's not working for them, but yeah. At this point, sorry, I'm using these seven guys and just going with it. I'm running you to the ground door. You have all summer to get massages and hand jobs and shit. You'll be all right. And you got two games in between. Two days in between games. Three. You don't sometimes. get hand jobs as an NBA player. I know. Yeah. Well, Maybe you do. Maybe you do. No massages. Straight Ooh, mouths, dude. Yeah, but sometimes the hand feels nice. <laughs> no. Switch up. Just like the legendary Johnny Drama once said. Everyone could use a nice tug. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm, I'm, I think you have that tatted somewhere on your body that I can't <laughs> see. <laughs> uh, speaking of adversity, the fucking Cavs are down 2-0 to uh, Boston. Did we see this coming? Is Brad Stevens that good? I, I think that not only is Brad Stevens that good, the Cavs supporting cast is so fucking bad. Every time LeBron James was off the court, these guys look like they can't handle a ball. Jeff Green... He looks like he never played basketball before sometimes. Yo, Jeff Green has ruined f- six different franchise fan bases. <laughs> it's like, yo, every year he goes to like Orlando. He goes to the Thunder. He goes to the Celtics. It's like, yo, we got Jeff Green because he was a top five or top six pick. It's like, dude, this guy is, he has that one one game where he drops like 30 and he ends up on like three house of highlight highlights or Instagram posts. And then after that, it's like, this is, this is the Jeff green that we know. And you look at him. It's like, he's supposed to be good. Yeah. Yeah. He like, looks like your, your ideal, you know, the one thing I said that one time where you were laughing Joey about like, yo, if your family came over from Europe and you wanted to show him like the ideal quarterback, you'd show him like Josh Allen. Well, that's the same thing. Like Jeff green is your prototype wing player in the NBA. Yeah. And he's, and the difference between him and LeBron is just 30 pounds, basically. Like he's, he's the same height. He's fast. I don't know. Anyway, he sucks. And <laughs> on top of that, it looked like LeBron was tired. In the fourth quarter, he was shooting some bricks. And look, you can't blame him because he had a 40-point triple-double. So, like, relax. But he was sitting out in some important moments. And his legs looked like they were lost from under him. And he didn't have that extra burst that he had in the last series. And, you know, every, all of us were on the group chat. And we were just like, it was like 1 o'clock. And we are like, yo, LeBron's already out here taking practice shots for the game at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And we were all like, yo, lock it up. Cavs are going to win tonight. LeBron's in kill mode. But, yo, at, there's a certain point where you're 32 years old and you're the only player on your team and you've played the entire season and you've played every single game in the playoffs. And you're where, playing fucking minutes. Right. And if you're warming up seven hours prior to game time, like, you're not a robotic structure. You're still a human. So, like, he looked like he tired out in the in the end of the game. And that really affected them because as soon as they lost that lead, there was no going back. And the game was in reach and it felt like I remember looking at the score and seeing a seven point deficit and I and I remember saying to my brother, we were watching the game together, I was like, this feels like a seventeen point deficit because the Cavs had no chance of returning. Because because LeBron looked tired. And no one else could do anything. I think that's a the bigger takeaway. I don't think it's LeBron. LeBron always does that. It's just that we just happen to see Rachel Nichols post the video of it. He's always out there early. And I mean, we were right that he was going to go off. He did go off. He did go off. But they didn't have they didn't have any I mean, I, at this point I feel like you just got to run Kyle Korver in the games. JR Smith, it's like, yo, I can't. You're you're way too inconsistent. He's yeah. shooting under 20% uh, from 3 in the series. I just remember that trade deadline. I was here sitting here same spot singing their praises. I'm like, yo, they have a good team now and going forward. Nance, non-factor. Has doesn't even see the floor. Hood, no, non-factor. No. Like Clarkson, the, these dudes, time. yeah. Jordan Clarkson is at least, you know, viable. He he, you know, he's all right. He, he they actually kind of need him, honestly. To handle the rock, who else are you gonna go to? Jose Calderon behind them. I mean, George Hill, like the when the Caps have looked good, George Hill plays well for them. But it's just it's, you're banking on these guys that haven't been in these spots. I mean, George Hill has, but for the most part, the other guys never been in the playoffs before. Right. At this point, it's like it's Love, LeBron, Corver, and Tristan Thompson, who's I think is balling. He's having a good series. Of, you know, he's playing his two way game in the glass, but he needs help. Horford's a beast and just going off. I think Horford is finally getting his due. 
Yeah. This playoffs, um, Brad Stevens obviously is that good, Joe, just to answer your initial question when you open this. Oh, yeah. Um, they don't really have anyone of name yet, but they do have a ton of lottery picks playing to their lottery potential, like top five picks in Tatum and Brown. And they're getting Corver back. I, I mean, not Corver. Uh, Kyrie. Hayward. Oh, yeah, Kyrie and Kyrie. Hayward. I'm thinking of Kyrie. Kyrie is a top. He's the number one overall pick. So they, they have. That's the difference between these two rosters is they have guys in the top five who are playing like top five picks. And outside of LeBron, the Cavs roster doesn't really have that. I mean, Tatum became. Outside of yeah. Love and Tristan and LeBron. I hope this guy comes back to play the way he did because he was an all-NBA guy last year, Gordon Hayward. But his injury is the reason why they're here. Because Tatum and Brown had to become men. And, like, they're not rookies no more. I mean, I know Brown isn't. Shout out to Brown going to Summer League in year two. He was in Summer League this past year. Worked on his game. Shoots 40% from three now. No one ever thought that. Yo, I love that kid. I love every word that comes out of his mouth. It's it, Hearing him talk is just like such a breath of fresh air because he has such a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. That was an amazing pick by Danny Ainge. Can, can I just... Give a shout out to Danny Ainge real quick. Can you imagine if LeBron James had a GM like Danny Ainge on his side? I think like one of the unsung heroes is Danny Ainge. Like Brian Cashman is kind of the unsung heroes of the Yankees. Like give this guy a, a Hall of Fame plaque right now. I feel like Danny Ainge is the same way. He built the big three, the original big three, won a championship. And then instead of wait, holding on for them for too long, traded them to, to uh, the Nets for the, the most Nets, part. Right? Got all those picks back. And then... Use those picks on two guys that are making big contributions now. By the way, he traded down from the number one pick to the number three pick, got who he would have got the number three pick when he picked Tatum, and he got draft picks on top of that. Yeah, next year they might next year they're gonna have four first round picks. Three might be in the lottery. <laughs> and what happens? You're you're a Celtics fan and you're at you're at T D Garden and you're looking at the bench. You see two guys in suits that are making fifty five million dollars. And your team is up 2-0. 2-0 against LeBron. Yo, this is the greatest rebuild in sports history. 100%. Without a doubt. Like you yeah. said, Tim, you, you got you to sell high like he did that big three. Well, he, he got rid of the two guys and then Allen left. I don't know if they got anything from Miami. I think he might have signed as a free agent. Yeah, a free agent I, deal. Yeah. But, you know, they, they got rid of Rondo too. They got draft picks. And it's just like, yo, look, we're going we're gonna to sell. But that's the thing, man. If you're an organization, you got to sell your fan base like, yo, this is our plan. Give us a five-year window, and then you could judge us. And that's what they did. There's mad teams that just come in there, and they're like, yo, we're tanking. And then it's like, all right, so what's your plan? Can you give me a plan? Can you not bring a new head coach every other every other day? Knicks? And throughout this whole process, yeah, they didn't miss the playoffs. Yeah, which is even crazier. Especially as a Knicks fan who I, I haven't even fucking sniffed the playoffs in five years. Suck a dick, Phil! Oh, God. But, yo, Jason Tatum, there's people... There's people like Woj and, and Bill Simmons. I know he's a Celtics fan, but there's people that are very well respected in NBA circles that are saying like, yo, I wouldn't give up Tatum for Kawhi. Yeah, seen that Hell too. no, get out of here with that shit. And it's like, dude, Kawhi Leonard, do we forget that last year people had him in the MVP? People were giving him MVP votes. Telling, saying that, is he the best two-way player over LeBron? James yeah, and it's like, yo, I'm not giving, and, and Kawhi's what, 25, 26? He, he's, not, he's not 33 like LeBron is. It's like, yo, these these dudes are, yo, they're going to be a force. Also, Kawhi has a little bit of a history of bitch-made actions this season. So, <laughs> bitch, it's, it's a lot of positives and then bitch-made actions in the negative file. Yo, Mar uh, Morris, too? One dog. of the Morris? Yo, dog. You need a guy like that on your team. Agreed. And you He's know the mouthpiece. Yeah. Him and Marcus Smart, like, they both. He also, he was giving away his secrets to, Le to guarding LeBron James, and he said, just force him left. 
and it may and it you can't stop him, but you can kind of contain him. And throughout his career, Marquise Morris has had who has allowed in terms of one on one matchups the lowest shooting percentage to LeBron James of any player. Really? Yeah. So he he's a good matchup. Look at the size and the strength. He doesn't have the speed to match up with LeBron, but if he can force him left. LeBron's a weaker weaker playmaker. He's still a good playmaker, but he's a weaker scorer on his left side. So you turn LeBron into a passer instead of a scorer. And when LeBron's a passer, he's still great, but you take that. It's funny, too, because I think he had 21 points in that in that first quarter of game two, LeBron. And then at halftime, every time they talk to Brad Stevens, he's just like, well, yeah, LeBron's getting his, but we're trying to shut down the rest of the team, make sure they don't get theirs. And we're in a good spot, you know, even though we're losing right now at halftime. We still we see our right, LeBron did his thing, which is I mean LeBron's gonna do his thing, but the rest of the team we're we're doing a good job with them, and he was like, you never see a like a sense of concern in Brad Stevens ever, in any time, which is what you need as a head coach. Yo, if I was an NBA coach, that that would be my approach to stopping a superstar, not stopping him. He, I'd he let him his, drop I mean, his 40, 50 points and be like, yo, let him go crazy. A guy like Russ, a guy like Kobe. They're going to tell you they can't do it for 48 minutes. No, 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 but not even that. A guy like Kobe, Russ, Melo, guys that have that ego, like, yo, I'm the man, I'm getting all these points. They just start doing that. And then if you're the the rest of the team, you're like, yo, shut down everyone else. The Heat, Chris Bosh said that when they played the Thunder, they're like, yo, let Russ and Hard, uh, let Russ and KD get their 60, 70 points. Harden can't beat us. And that's why, yo, look at the numbers that they had in that five-game series. Russ and KD were going off, but they shut down Harden, who's the MVP of the Western Conference Finals that year. That's what I would do, and that's what I think Boston's doing. Like, yo, let LeBron, yeah, 50, 18, and 20, good. Shout out to to Danny Ainge again for hiring Brad Stevens, a guy who thinks about about shit like this, (laughs) when he was, what, 35? Yeah. Think about that, yo. That's like, how old are you, Boston, again, 24? Yeah. It's Boston, 10 years. As the best coach in the NBA. <laughs> I wish. Try to be the, try That's to be me. the best voice That's behind the mic in 10 years. Word up. That's me in six years, bro. That's crazy. Yo, I, I couldn't stand Brad Stevens because he knocked out Syracuse. I think in the Elite Eight when they made it to the Final Four one year. We were one C2. I was like, yo, we got Butler? Come on, son. Butler, mid-major. <laughs> Night-night. Yeah, Shelvin yeah. Mack. <laughs> oh, my God. They butlered your ass right out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Chauffeured. Uh, all right, let's play some spitball. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, hero to zero. Mario Goetze, the legend, good legend, who scored the game-winning goal for Germany in the last World Cup, has been left off the World Cup team. So every national team right now, starting from you know this week until about June 4th, has to iron out their team from 30 names to, to 23 before they go on over to Russia. But the craziest thing is, is that this guy had statues built for him. Not, not really, but you know, like you're, a, yeah. yeah. And um, now he's not even on the preliminary team, so that's gonna be huge. That's wild. Huge name and uh, cheap plug. Monday, first episode of VMFC got a new logo. Mm. Check it out on the gram. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, don't you know? Robbie Cano suspended 80 games after testing positive for the banned substance used to mask steroids, as Nick said so eloquently in the chat. Another 09 Yankee that is caught for the steroid positive. Nick. You love it? No, not not my not my not my champion. Oh, not my champion. There you go. There it is. <laughs> That's so corny. That doesn't even make sense. Uh dirty. Dirty. <laughs> uh 
Yager playing his 30th professional year of hockey in Czech Republic this year. That's impressive. 30 professional years of sport. It's unheard of. Crazy. He got the best PEDs, bro. There he goes. 23-year-old <laughs> supermodels. Imagine what he's going to get back in his country now. Oh, yeah. Night course. Russians, too. <sighs> nah, Czechs, bro. Czechs. What kind of? Stuff? Checks and checks, if you know what I mean. <laughs> checks uh, and checks. Still no team. Uh, Des Bryant remains unsigned. A lot of teams are not even ready for this. Willing to pay him the veterans minimum. Yeah, so, you know what was funny? So, that day where it's like, yo, Des might go to the Packers. And then immediately the Packers were like, nah, dude. Nah. <laughs> like 20 minutes later, I got that update. I was like, Packers, we're not down. No, we don't want him. It's funny. But he's also saying it's part of his, uh, his own interest why he's unemployed. He said he has offers out there. He wants, he, do, he wants to do. He wants to do what he, Alshon Jeffrey did. He wants the one-year prove-it deal. Get like a one-year, ten million dollar contract, which he's not going to get, and then prove it. Yeah, he shut, he shut down a two-year deal from the Ravens. Uh, Super Bowl hangover. So we use legend in a lot of ways in this uh, podcast. This is guy is a legend all the way around. Uh, Jay Ajay is being sued by a property owner for twenty-five thousand dollars. Why, you ask? He claims that a Jai who rented the house for five days, the five days after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, trashed the entire fucking place after throwing three different parties. And then when he was confronted by it, pushed the owner. <laughs> and uh, now he's being sued for 25 grand. Jay Ajay, a legend in the good and the bad way all at the same time. Also, a couple other things I want to get in there. Uh, Larry Nasser's victims are getting $150 million from Michigan State. And Reuben Foster's girlfriend, under oath, said she actually he actually didn't hit her and that she lied about it. That sounds so funny. Tim, get four spitballs this week. Look at yeah, him, though. I just wanted to put that up because these are going to be my two new spitballs. But then I was like, but I like my old one. First of all, that Jay Ajay thing. That just sounds like what you, we used to do when we went. We would go down to Miami, except we never pushed anybody. Um, I, <laughs> for John Zelvis's, uh, I think twenty second birthday, he got an Airbnb when, when Airbnb was brand spanking new, and we just trashed the house. And the owner Bro. came through and Bro, that called the, the cops same, on us. That's around the same time when we did the the home away. We did. <sighs> yeah, dude. We I rented this loft for New Year's one year. The guy was like, when are you going to be out? I was right. like, oh, right. like, you know, 3, 3 p.m. He thought I said 3 a.m. At 3 a.m., he came back. Everyone's there, hammered. The place is completely fucked. The guy was calling me. Where was I? Pass the fuck out. Can I tell you what happened to me in that loft? No. Are you ready for this? My brother's girlfriend puked in a cup. You didn't drink it. And she decided she was going to put the cup on the table right next to all the drinks. Okay, we're going to move forward. I don't want to hear this. Nah. You sipped it? I sipped it. Did you throw up? No. I didn't swallow it, luckily. Mm, this is a new taste. Tasted like regurgitated cheese. <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's hit. It, it was the most gross thing ever. Wait, who did this? Roxana. Oh my god. Yeah. Terrible. This don't let crazy. her don't let her petite size fool you. She packs a punch. She she, she could <laughs> that chick could throw up. Let me tell you. Uh, Rocky situation. Uh, Raquel Pennington, who got finished Ooh. by Amanda Nunes by TKO in the fifth round. Uh, Rocky situation because she wanted to call quits and throw in the towel after the fourth. And her corner said, nah, you know, go out there. You still got us. We're not letting you quit. And then she proceeded to go out there and get her head punched in. Can we talk about that real quick? Go ahead. Do you guys think that's as bad as they're making it seem? Nah, but she, but then she came out and was like, nah, I agree with that. Cause like if, if, if they would have let me wait, uh, you know, step out and end the fight, she's like, I would have had a ton of regret. 
Yeah, because, yo, as a coach or, like, whatever, when you don't want to run anymore, they're like, dude, get out there. That's what they're saying. Like, also, she was, she was also saying, like, my coach knows me better than anyone, like, yeah. criticizing them. Like, they know me, my limits. Like, oh, she was trying to, they forced her back in there. It's like, yo, that's their job. It'd be like, it push you past your limits. Like, not, like, to an extent. Yeah, like, her extent. leg was also chewed up in 30 seconds into the fight. Yeah, but how many times you go out there? Remember fucking Eddie Alvarez's face was going to fall off that <laughs> one fight against Gaethje or whoever it was. It's like, yo, get out there, dude. You're trust me, you're gonna not. You could do it. Yeah, I, I mean, not against her. Be fucking news. Nah, but when you're in a situation a like that, I think your coach knows you, like she said, more than anyone. Yeah, I think they're painting that in terms of any sport. I, I think, think they I think the coach is trying to protect her. I don't, I don't know. Th- no, no, no. I don't think she's, they're they're what they're trying to do. Like, you're supposed to motivate and be like, you know, I don't I don't think I could do this anymore. It's like, yo, you got it. Like, just get out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just do it. It's like that's what that's what they're fighters, dude. The fight game is tough though. Like she was getting beat up through four rounds, maybe some ten. Hey, yo, in there. If, if also there'd be backlash on the coach if when she asked him, "Yo, I want to quit," he threw in the towel. People would say what Joey said. Yo, you're not motivating. What kind of coach are you? Nah, you're not, you're not, I don't think that's true too, though. Because like you know your body as a person. We always say this all the time. You know yourself more than anyone else. At the end of the day, also so your coach knows you best outside of that. If it's absolutely terrible. Like you're your own person, and you could beat the shit out of your coach. So just walk. You could just no, walk. Yeah, like, yo, I'm not fighting. Fight. So what the fuck yeah. is good? You know what I mean? Like you just. I feel like she just needed that to be like, yo, someone just tell me to fucking do this. And, yeah, she also and didn't say anything else once they said, nah, get back in. Like you're you're doing this. If you, she didn't say no, I'm not. She was like, yeah, I'm doing it. And one of the things I will say also, you just hear some of the shit my coaches have said to me in the in the past. It's way worse than that. Yeah, without a doubt. I think it's just uh, you know, everyone everyone's so pussy these days. I know it's ridiculous. And and did you but guys fighting know? fighting is a different world though, because like there's CT involved. There's a whole lot of I, things involved I where used, you could get rocked. You listen, know, I you know postscript. I mean prescript. I was not a professional MMA fighter, but I was a little kid who used to fight in tournaments all over the country, and like I was getting hit as hard as a twelve year old can by another twelve year old, and my coach would. One time I got hit in the nuts and I started crying, and he looked at me in my face and said, "If you don't stop fucking crying right now, <laughs> I'm going. I'm just gonna take you out of here. We're just gonna go home." I'm gonna and cry, I was like, choppy. All right, and then I sucked it up and I went out there. And I was always like a little chubby, a little chubby, so I always faced kids in the in a weight class that was like full of tall kids. So this guy was fucking giant. He just beat the shit out of me the whole time. I ended up winning that fight, by the way. That's a story I'll I'll, I'll save another time. But he was beating uh, the shit out of me, hit me in the nuts, and he just looked at me like, "Yo, I'm suck very it up. interested in Tim's. Was it Taekwondo? Taekwondo. Y'all. He came in bro. one day. He was like, "Yeah, I'm a black belt." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, "Yo, hold on." I am. It's like Tim. Let me judo fucking hip toss you real quick. I don't know any judo. Yeah, I don't know anything. But I can still. I prob- don't even know the difference. I can still kick over your head. Can you? I can. Very impressive. That's impressive. I can't get. My I'm leg calling leg. bluff. I can't Swing get my. Me, I can't get, get my leg we'll above a, my we'll waist. Let me get your IG. hips then, bro. You must have good hips then. Uh, I used to. I, I have good hips. I don't have great uh, groins. <laughs> Always getting groin injuries. <laughs> Jesus. It's like the hips. How many my groins do you have? Shot. I don't two, have great groins. Two groins. Don't you have two two side groins? I well, thought there was one groin. Was that you, Nick? No, yeah. your groin area. <laughs> I'm holding that in. Sorry. It's just blowing farts out of his ass. Anyway, let's talk about the NBA lottery. We got it all set up here. Uh, oh, boy. The first pick going to Phoenix. I'm laughing because <clears throat> for all the teams, including the Knicks, most importantly the Knicks, 
that random game end of March against Memphis and Orlando and all these teams that you go out there and you try to win. This is what happens. You're Am I the, only the ninth one? pick. Am I the only one who thought it weird that Josh Jackson and I think it was De'Aaron Fox were like there? Nah. Like to me, that's weird. It's like, yo, you were drafted and then you guys suck. <laughs> and now you're on a suit like, yeah, we're back right here. Let's get the number uh, one I mean, pick. Look at the situations. That no, I know. It's just kind of funny how it's like, yo, you were supposed to like kind of help with this so we wouldn't be here. But here we are. It's kind of funny. I don't know. Don't really but anyway, uh, the Suns have the first pick, and then Sacramento has the second pick. Uh, three, the Hawks. For any for any people who are like, this is rigged, I have one piece of evidence. Phoenix, Sacramento, Atlanta. Yeah. There's no way that's rigged. <laughs> There's no way the NBA wants those teams in the top three spots. Right. Uh, Memphis has the four. Dallas, the five. Orlando, Chicago, Cleveland has a pick from the before Nets. the Knicks. From the Nets. <laughs> from the Nets. Uh, the Knicks have nine. Philly, 10. Charlotte, 11. Clippers have the 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. And then Denver, <clears> the 14. <throat> if That's LeBron James more. leaves, the top nine is just completely hopeless franchises that have no chance to compete no matter who they draft within the next <laughs> five years. Oh, Maybe Phoenix might be okay. Eventually. I don't know. But That's a lot of shitty franchises in a row. It's rough. I know MP was hitting the chat that day like, yo, the Knicks have 1.7% to get the first pick. <laughs> he, put that, he put that meme. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. This is a kid who discovered there was a, a tankathon. What was that website that you found? Yeah, tankathon. It basically simulates the lottery a bunch of times. As many times as you want, you could just like simulate the lottery. So I'm assuming MP picked out the one out of a million times the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> He's at work and refresh. You got, you got one where the Knicks got the number one pick? No, I got three, though. Three? That's why I asked you guys in the group chat. It was like 1.7% for them to have the number one pick. I was like, all right, guys, everyone pick a number from one to 10. I uh, went to 100. And everyone was like eight, nine. I had 71 in my head. I was like, all right, that's one out of 100. <laughs> it's not <laughs> even close. Yeah. Turns out nine was right. Nine well, again, back to back years. I think Orlando forever. When I think about, you know how I think about the Hawks as a, you know, a, me, a middle of the pack team with the exception of that one year i feel like the magic always have the fifth or sixth pick in every <laughs> draft right they had jonathan isaac um Herzonio was like a fifth, yeah fifth, sixth mario pick. was the fifth or sixth pick and it's just like yo, all dude. the depots three i think aaron gordon was four right gordon i think was in the top five also yeah i mean dude if you're so the discussion again is gonna be who do you take at number one if you're mm. phoenix right it's Aiton who they had in their backyard he played at Arizona, so they got to see him a lot. And then apparently they hired someone that is close with Luka Doncic, who is uh, oh the coach, the coach. He's coached them before. He's yeah, he's coached them. <laughs> so it's like you know if they, he, he's gonna be in play now too. And then uh, Luka came out and said, "Yo, uh, I'm thinking about staying with Real Madrid." That's so suspect. After the lottery, he said that. Yeah, he probably don't want to go to Sacramento. Yeah, exactly. Sacra- like I said before, Sacramento, Phoenix. Well, uh, Atlanta. No one wants to play for these guys. No one wants to play for these franchises. Yeah, but uh, I, I think that's whack, personally. But whatever. You're going to, like you're going to be a professional. That should be like the greatest day of your life. Not pick where you want to play. Nah, yeah, man. It is the franchise. The organization could definitely bury you. Yeah. You could become a. You could become a legend, like a bad legend. No As offense. A number one overall pick. I don't think it's pretty hard to become a bad legend. I don't know. What ask uh, 
fucking Anthony Bennett about being a bad legend. That was just a that bad was a terrible pick. year. That was, yeah, that was and a he was like a year. projected I, number ten overall. How about Michael Owen McCandy? He went to the right, Clippers. That's one out of him. the last how long? Thirty I, years. You're going back thirty years now. Thirty. Like Candy. Nah, you're going back like twenty though. When was Oliver Candy drafted? Definitely in the like ninety nine. Can yeah. you pull up number one draft picks and see how many actually worked out? How many were busts? I bet you there's a few busts in there. I mean, we all label things differently though. Find like John Wall was a number one. Anthony Davis. Was I think it was a ninety nine. Fed draft pick ninety nine. Uh, I don't know. Nah, I don't think it was ninety nine. Hold on. Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Bennett, Anthony Davis, Kyrie, John Wall, Blake Griffin, Derek Rose, Greg Oden, Andrea Bargnani, Andrew Bogut, Dwight Howard, Kwame Brown, Yao Ming, LeBron. All the candy was twenty years there's, ago. Ninety eight. There's a, a bunch of dudes here that didn't work out. Joe Smith. Who? There's, there's Kwame Smith Brown. There's there's way more that worked out. That Kwame Brown, out. Andrew Brogett, Andrea Bonyarni, Greg Oden. You could say Derrick Rose just because you know the best mm. ability is availability. Didn't Bogut win? Andrew Wiggins was an MVP, dude. Okay, but he only nah, did it for nah. one year. Bogut won. A, Come on. won a championship. No, he, as the center. Yeah, but he was a good role guy there. Yeah, yeah but, but is I think one we pick? always talked about also, his rebounding and like he was, he was also drafted as the game he was changing, and he wasn't that type of big man. What about Andrew Wiggins? Is that a good number one pick? Because I don't think it is. He's had a decent yeah, career. It's, it's early. Markel Fultz doesn't know how to shoot a fucking free throw. All right. All right first let's of all, give, he's let's, injured. Let's give him a sec. Give him a sec. All right, fine. You were singing his praises like fucking eight minutes ago. I was. The dude has a really good jab step. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of guys here that right. like... Look at this. I don't think a franchise can Glenn make you Robinson, a For the most part, it Derek works out. Coleman. For the most part, it works Glenn out. Robinson was nice with the Bucks. Derek Coleman was. I, I think the argument you product. can make against, <coughs> oh Jesus, uh, against Derek Rose is that like, yo, if you're drafting someone number one, you'd hope he's with your team for a decade. I know but you got injuries hurt. change that. Like, of that's course, not, yeah. But like, uh, but what doesn't affect when he was playing? He was MVP. Sure, Andrew Bogut didn't win a championship with the team that drafted him. Right, but Andrew Bogut was also in a unique situation. Like I said, the game was changing when he was, or he should have been playing his prime years. Yo, that's why I'll always say that I feel like having the number two pick is pretty fire also. I also think drafting a center, we'll see what happens with Aiden, is not really the best idea at number one either. Because if you mess up the number one pick, people remember it more than if you mess up the number two pick. Of course. Because at least at number two, and I know you guys think it's lame, but if you're the GM, you'll be like, yo, man, I made the wrong pick, but it's not the guy I wanted. Yeah. Like, I knew that this guy was going to be, like, I knew Peyton Manning was going to be the guy. I just got stuck with Ryan Leaf. I know, boss. You think that's lame, and I I feel you on that too. But I'm just thinking, like, if you if you're a GM, you guys want let's do this then. Number two picks: Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, D'Angelo Russell, Jabari Hold on. Parker. Hold on, can we stop there? Lonzo, uh, Jason Tatum went after him, and Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown went after him. Yes, but well, Jalen Brown went, went three. way after. No, he went three. Wasn't nah, he a went fifth three. overall nah, pick? No, nah, three. Yeah. Uh, Michael Kidd Gil- Gilchrist, Derek Williams, Evan Turner. That's it has not been good in the 2010s for the number two pick, um, but in the two that seemed to beat Michael Beasley, Kevin Durant, Lamarcus Aldridge, Marvin nah, Williams, and yo, that entire it list. It hasn't it hasn't been a good number two pick. Oladipo now, okay. Durant and Aldridge. Durant, yeah, Durant. Aldridge. That's it. Everything. Shomal Swift. Wow. Shout out. That was my yo, guy. Yo, Tyson Chandler was dope. Tyson Chandler works. I'm with Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Ty- Damn, yo, 2001. This guy's been around forever. Yeah, he came out of high school too. Word. That's true. But yeah, man, it's uh, yo the NBA. That's why yo, that's why you see in the NBA, 
Uh, last year, I don't know about this year, but because they haven't announced it yet, but last year, eight of the 15 All-NBA guys were not lottery picks. So you can find talent. A lot of people are saying the rookie of the year this year was the 13th, 14th pick. What, what pick was Mitchell? Oh, uh, I think he shit. was 13. I, I think he was 13 or, or 13 or 14. Because I remember the Pistons had took Luke Kennard and Josh always talks about that all the time. But like, yo, you could find guys. Yeah, Giannis, Giannis was player. the 14th pick also. And like I said, eight of the 15 guys on the 2017 All-NBA teams, all three of them, weren't lottery picks. If you guys had to pick between Luca and Aiton, who are you going with? So unlike past years, I've actually watched a lot of Luca because Real Madrid plays in the European Champions League for basketball. They're in the Final Four right now. And in Europa Basket or yeah, and um, AEK is in that. Let's go! Shout out to Greece. <laughs> shout out to the Black and Yellow. And uh, I've I've watched him, and he's yo, he's eighteen. It's the second best league in the world, and he has. Like, he's nice. Like, he's not a typical Euro dude that just stretches the floor and hits threes. Like, he'll cross you up, put you on an N1 mixtape. He gets after it, too. And he's a big dude. He's like 6'8". Mm-hmm. He's huge. To, to, to give a little bit of a thing to what you were saying before, uh, real quick, history of the number nine pick, DeMar, right. De, DeMar DeRozan, Andre Drummond, Dirk Nowitzki, Tracy McGrady, Amari Stoudemire. It goes to show you, you can get you, Kemba At Walker. Nine. <laughs> Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward. It shows so you can get guys better in the later rounds. But if I, I think if you're Arizona, you got to go with Aiden. I mean, how do you, how can you go with a if guy? You're Phoenix. If you're Arizona. Phoenix, sorry, yeah. If you're Phoenix, you got to go with the Arizona kid. You got to go with him. Like I, I, I don't know how you could sell that to your fan base that we're going with a Euro guy over probably one of the more I could, NBA ready guys. I could, I could sell you easily. Draft. Why are you gonna take a big in this NBA? Because That's what I'm saying. That's why I said Bogut was a victim of circumstance. But Aiden could step out and shoot it. Not yeah, at a great clip, style. but like he just started developing that shot. Andre Drummond, non-factor, five minutes left in a basketball game. I'm not taking you. I'd rather have a guy that I think could play with. Andre Drummond minutes. can't shoot either. Outside of the, He's out, never outside of the paint. Last year, one in three swap picks. Do you think maybe they could trade in the top three this year? I what? mean, Boston was able to do that because... Because they had all those. But, I mean, Philly was the one that orchestrated that deal. Yeah, there could could be trades. Like, say Phoenix likes Luka, but they know Sack likes DeAndre. Maybe they could trade back. Just a a suggestion. I mean, we won't know that until it's closer to draft night. Yeah. Also, you got to think about expiring contracts that people get rid of. That's how Boston got Ray Allen that year. Yeah. It could happen if Boston likes someone this year. Maybe they could trade one of their four possible lottery picks next year to to move up and get a guy. They also have the opportunity to do a sign and trade. They could extend Teddy Rogier or Marcus Smart and then ship them. Like just mash it, Boston. Dude, Boston is chilling. They did the same thing with Avery Bradley. And Boston was playing with house money this year. Once you lose Kyrie, like with Kyrie, you'd expect them to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But once you lose Kyrie, you're like, all right, man. Like, no one, they were an underdog to the Bucks. They were an underdog to the Sixers. Underdog to the Cavs. It's like you're playing with house money now. Everything extra that they're winning is just a bonus. It's a great experience, too, for these young guys. It's crazy. Like, everyone's going to have this experience when <laughs> Hayward and Kyrie come back. It won't be, you know, unfamiliar territory next year, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if... I would I would probably take Luca though at number one. Who you take with the Knicks pick since we're a New York based show? Oy. 
nine. I've seen a lot of yo. Can Montrez, I give you one? Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. I'll take either Bridges over and uh, either either. Bridges. Oh, I, either Bridges. How about you, Tim? I mean, the kid from Oklahoma. Trey Young. Trey Young. He's not gonna go there. I. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, from what I've seen, all the mock drafts, he's going like. But I'll go five, with Bridges. Four. I'll go with. Yeah, I would love to see. <laughs> I fantasize over Michael Porter, playing nah, a no, high no. low with Porzingis. There's no way. There's no way he falls to nine. There's way. I don't know, man. If Cavs, he falls to nine, I'm. I would. We'll see what happens. Like, I, the, like the combine said, just opened up. Snag him. The combine just opened up today too, so we'll know more like next week. Oh, he measured. Like, he measured at six ten. Right. Oh six ten and three fourths, I think. Would he? Would he grow? Nah, he's always been a big dude. Yeah. But six ten? Yeah, he's like six nine, six ten. I don't know he's six ten. But yo, he like, I don't know. He didn't look good when he came back. He played, and I give him props for that for playing for not leaving Missouri out to dry. But he was overweight and not in game shape, which was obviously tough. So he didn't look good per se in the, in the minutes that he did play. So I mean, I don't know. There's not much on him for the last year and a half. You like Zaire Smith? No, nah, I don't. You don't. No, he's all right. I don't know. I wouldn't take him at nine. I'd rather have Sexton at nine if he's there. Okay. Yo, that's a dude who I like. Colin Sexton? Yeah, man. Knicks have so many point guards, though. They're like three. Come on, man. They have they have many point guards. Who's the three point guards the Knicks have? That would like sway you away from taking a point the guard. They have Trey, Frank, and Moutier. Regardless of what you feel like, regardless of what you're saying. Like, like those, all three, like two of those are expendable. I would say. Burke and, and Moutier for Colin Sexton in my eyes. Trey I wouldn't give Trey up Burke, on Trey, Trey Burke, Burke played though. really well at the end of the season, man. He did really well. He's more, I, I, he's he's small, <laughs> but I would say he's more of a two guard. There's guy. also a lot of guys that play well on bad teams <laughs> at the end of seasons, yeah, because yeah. they get a chance and they get extended minutes. But I also wouldn't give up on Trey Burke because he was a lottery pick like four years ago. Give yeah, him time. We were just we were just looking at that's my thing, yo. List. If you're a lottery pick, I'm gonna give you a chance, dude. Like, there's a reason why you went that high. Mad teams give up on dudes right away. The kid can ball. It's just that he's super small and frail. That's why he, he should that, be a two. That but would, he's those too small. three guards wouldn't sway me from picking Sexton. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Smith is a guard, too. Impy. <laughs> Zaire Smith is a guard. Small. I feel like teams are. So, what's aren't the difference with drafting a guard and having four guards? I mean, yo, we're in a positionless NBA. At the end of the day, they could play Zaire Smith at okay. the three. The okay, two. so what's wrong with Colin Sexton going? No, I just like, he can't really shoot that well. Neither can Zaire Smith, though, to be fair, but I yo, think Zaire Smith's a little bit better on defense. He could guard one through three. You might know the answer to this. What's good with next year's draft class? Because KP might miss all of next year, and as a Knicks fan. Honestly, I haven't even looked into next Zion. year yet. Like, is there a guy? Because I remember last year, this Zion. time, people... I think Zion is whack. Yeah. yeah, yo, he has no game. I mean, I wouldn't gonna, say no well, game. No, but, but, but yo, here's he has a, no game. I Watch. Mean, he but here's a the similar thing. game to, like, I wouldn't say he's LeBron, but LeBron really didn't have any I mean, R.J. Barrett is probably the number one pick next year. That's game. without a doubt. The thing about nah, him, LeBron, no, about Bagley. You like who, him? Bagley this year? Marvin yeah, Bagley? Yeah, I like Bagley. Yo, the, the thing about Zion, like, whenever I see these, like, fucking highlights or whatever i'm like this dude just straight up bullies people and yeah. like it looks like he's playing against me and impy out there sometimes i'm like jesus christ some of these fucking white kids get him off the goddamn court he's playing for aau though that's the best competition he has of available course, to but him. at the same time when you get to the league you're not playing against boys but they said the same thing about lebron they really did lebron when he was playing with for st mary's he would he was a very rarely did he jump shoot it was all drive to the basket dunk dish it was never it was never jump shots with him, and he and even in the beginning of his career, it was never jump shots. He developed a jump shot as it went along. Zion Williamson is giant and athletic; like you don't pass on that. Okay, 
but you're also talking about the greatest basketball player ever. Exactly. So what are the chances that happens like within whatever how many years? Point zero 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 one. I'm saying. But if you get a fraction of LeBron in this guy, you got to go for it. I think I think Zion's gonna be terrible. Like pro prospects. I'm not he, too uh, right. Yeah, I, I think he's a human highlight tape. He is. We'll Dunk see though. He has, he has a year ball, to develop like, his game. He has time to develop his game. Like he's only eighteen. Yeah, and he's but, going to a guy that knows how to develop guys to the next level. Right, but he's also going to a team where they just would have the top three recruits this year. So touches might be at a limit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, they I'm all are. for Marvin Bagley. Bro, he, I mean, he's not a bum. He's the number two overall prospect in the country. And Duke has right, made. I'm talking about his pro prospects. I'm not talking about him right now. And Duke has made additional top prospects all on the floor at the same time work in the past. It's right. not like they, it doesn't work. So there'll be touches for him. All right, but I'm saying right now his game is super limited. True. I think you, you draft on potential, though. You don't draft on game. His handle that's, isn't even all that. That's what I would like to tell the Browns. Like, I want to see him in a half-court offense. I feel like I feel like guys tr- his age. I feel like, like Trey Young. Trey Young is going to go earlier than people might have him because people are worried about the Steph Curry comparisons. That's why if I think he's there for the Knicks, I would take him and just hope that like, yo, it's the second coming. Please God, <laughs> no, no. You just I said really, you wanted Trey Young. I said I think we might get him. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say I wanted him. I said I think we might get him. So who do you want? I don't know, man. The fucking Knicks suck, dude. <laughs> I want one of the one of the main we guys. We want someone like, to pan I would, out. <laughs> I would love if Michael Porter Jr. was on the squad. I yeah, would no love kidding. That. We I all would. Yeah. So right. that's what I, I want. Fantasize about. <clears> a lot of people had him as the number one pick in in the draft when yeah. he first went to Missouri, and because it's the same it's the same shit I said about David Johnson, right? We've been talking about fantasy football a little bit. I'm like, yo, uh, who are your top three running backs? I'm like, dude, I'm taking David Johnson top three. Why wouldn't I? Because he got hurt. I'm supposed to forget that everyone had him number one last year. No, just so happened that the guy got hurt. Same shit with Michael Porter Jr. Everybody had him as, as a, a top top one or two, the second pick in the draft because he got hurt. Now I'm supposed to forget about all that. Yo, yeah, I fantasize every day. Like, yo, KP one day when he's healthy, Michael Porter on the free throw line. KP on the block or KP on the wing? It's a beautiful thing that you said. <laughs> you already know he's going right If one of those the three guards that MP loves ever pans out, Knicks. I got to change my one pants. One day. Nah. We got a long day to wait for. Yeah. One day. I also have to pee so hard. So let's wrap <laughs> this the fuck up. Uh, boss, where can they find you? At Endovito27 on Twitter and the gram. Tim? At Temple Trap on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Uh, Tacos and Liquor, the album by Johnny Petrop is on Spotify and Apple Music. And the Brodo Fantasy Podcast is live every Wednesday. We actually skipped this uh, week because the Twins got into some, uh, some mayhem yesterday. But we'll be back next week with some fantasy baseball advice. Nick? You can find me at The Lamb Show everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Come holla. Yep. IMPY718. You already know. Twitter and Instagram. It's a glorious day for Nick and I. Check that degeneration bets out soon. Mm. Real soon. Horniness. Uh, oh, VMFC starting Monday. Tune yep. in. There'll be some there'll be some weeks we'll be getting three episodes. Three episodes of VM. Not of VM. Of, not of VMFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. VM. Uh there might be days where you'll get it back to back, like a Monday, Tuesday release. Might be some some weeks. Depending on how the schedule comes out, you might get four. You're gonna get a lot of. You're gonna get horny. <laughs> next couple Content months. Content is coming. Yeah. 
So so tune in and show some love to that. You guys can follow us on Twitter at Veterans Minimum and our Instagram Veterans underscore Minimum and our Facebook page Facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. We'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.